Hello everyone. A very good evening to one and all. Welcome everyone to our startup and career show. And I'm Rishabh Mehta tuning in from Team Backstage. Today we're going to have an interesting session on how technology is revolutionizing education. And for that, we have Dr. Prem Das Maheshwari, Business Director, South Asia at G2L. And Dr. Prem is here. Welcome to Backstage, Dr. Prem. Hi, thanks, Rishabh. Uh, it's my privilege and pleasure to be uh, joining this stage with you. Well, uh, Dr. Prem, I think uh, there is so much to learn from you uh, with your illustrious career. And as we speak, more and more people are joining us uh, to listen and learn from you live. Sure. So guys, to all the listeners, let me briefly talk about Dr. Prem. As I mentioned, he's the business director for South Asia D2L. He has over three decades of rich experience in various aspects of business development across national and international higher education spaces. He's worked in various capacities as managing director, director, vice president for leading organizations across the globe. He supports the adoption of digital technology in K-12 and higher education in India and has been meeting stakeholders across principals, vice chancellors, registrars, officials in the government and associations to mobilize their opinions towards transforming the entire education landscape in the country. He's also conferred the degree of Honorary Doctorate of Advanced Studies by Azteca University in Mexico in recognition of his contribution to education industry in India and is the author of two books and charter president of Rotary Club of Delhi. Dr. Prem, once again, welcome to Backstage. Thank you, Rishabh, uh, for connecting uh, with all the distinguished attendees of this uh, you know, event today. And uh, I think uh, the, the topic today is very, very relevant, which is uh, how technology is revolu uh, revolutionizing the education scenario. Yeah. Because, you know, technological transformation of our education system has moved gradually from the LMSs to virtual and blended learning to now more of personalized learning leading to education, uh, you know, student engagement. So I think uh, a lot of changes uh, we have... We, and researched, and especially during pandemic, a lot of it, it has happened. So I think uh, it's quite relevant today to talk more about how technology is helping the student fraternity in not only actually uh, getting those additional certifications and additional educational, uh, you know, accolades, but also the the uh, the scenario in terms of jobs and other uh, you know aspects of career are also changing because of technology-enabled or technology-enhanced education. True, true, true. So, Dr. Prem, uh, while we discuss on this, uh, you know, I'll, I'll uh, request you to take a little step back uh, before we talk on this relevance topic. Sure. Because, uh, you know, uh, I would also request you to talk about your journey as well, right? Because uh, people sure. generally look at education from a different lens, so from right. this learning, right? Right. But you have evolved uh, over this, these years. You started off in corporates, then moving into the education field. Correct. So if you can share some insight from your journey first, and then we delve in deep into the topic itself. Absolutely. So, so I, I'll start initially after completing my education uh, in management. I started my career with the consumer durables industry. You know, So I worked with brands like Videocon, National Panasonic, and Samsung for the first decade of my career, which was absolutely different from what I do today. And the reason uh, per se was that, uh, you know, as you evolve, as you mature, as you see the contextual, uh, you know, industries evolving and you match and juxtaposition 
your uh, you know your own talent and your own capabilities with the industry you're working in you gradually start realizing that if you have to move to other industries so it be so i started as i as i told you i started my career with the sales journey of uh, these three leading brands at that point in time which was in 90s early 90s i started in in 1991 uh, with videocon international that used to be one of the leading brands at that point in time moving on to national panasonic and then samsung but then i realized that it's very important and critical that if you have an academic uh, bend of mind if you love education you know i i come from uh, uh, authors uh, family you know my my father had written 20 21 books he was a civil servant and ias officer of up cadre and my grandfather had written 101 books so my my passion was more towards education and my my uh, you know initial journey was into consumer durables which suddenly i realized that Uh, let's move on to, to to the education industry which was growing like anything and therefore mm. i moved to tcs education services division at that point in time it was tata infotech limited and i moved from consumer durables to to uh, education industry it was a, it was a shock at that point in time for me because the modus operandi of of businesses uh, you know that operate in the education sector is absolutely different from typical selling televisions and audio systems and refrigerators now this was a sea change which i realized that now this is the place there was so much to learn in the education sector which was emerging forth and uh, with tcs education services division that was the beginning of uh, online education or e learning at that point in time so tcs uh, and tatas became the first distributor of an online education us based online education company and they started this business there were no takers at that point in time people never used to believe that a computer or an internet can actually do the teaching and learning so it took a while for also also for me to understand how uh, internet based education or digitized education or computer based education can be successful in india with our mindset of going to classrooms attending lectures uh, writing notes to suddenly uh, you know from brick and mortar to click uh based uh, you know education system it took a while uh, for me to understand as also for for the clients to understand that this is going to be the future and mm. and then the journey of actually witnessing how history unfolded itself from being typical uh, classroom based education to gradually hybrid model of education and then completely online mode of education the western world had taken a leap uh, uh, in this aspect but when it came to india we still the parents the student community the faculty they still believed that education can only happen in classrooms so that was a interesting uh, piece of journey i started my career with tcs education services and on, then moved on to uh, a, a unique uh, you know uh, entity called universitas 21 global of which i was the managing director for south asia this was a new new unique concept where 16 international universities from north america europe asia pacific australia and new zealand came together and built you know a, a an online b school called u21 global where the mba degree uh, was offered completely online to working executives and these 16 ivy league universities which included uh, likes of nottingham birmingham uh, you know virginia british columbia uh, delhi university all these leading universities of the world had Uh, you know uh, were offering the entire online course uh, and they were co uh, endorsing the degree so you became the alumni of these 16 universities new concept but early days still people mm-hmm. in india didn't believe that education and that to an mba education can happen completely online 
So it was a little ahead of of it uh, its time, but it took a while for me also to grapple that because I was handling this business in South Asia, and there were no takers actually. So you know, mm. we started with the executive education, running short term certification courses with the corporates, uh, leading corporates of the country, and there it started picking up. There, the working executives who actually uh, didn't have time to step out of their regular schedule. Go to colleges and do some short-term courses to enhance their skills and education. There, it came handy that whilst you continue your job, but simultaneously you also upskill, upgrade through these short-term courses, and there it started clicking. From there, I moved on to certain, uh, you know, uh, Europe and American, uh, American, uh, you know, uh, B schools and and also education uh, groups like Laureate Higher Education Group, which was again completely online offering uh, degree uh, from University of Liverpool and Walden University. Completely in that space, where they were offering degrees from BA to BSc to BTech to MBAs uh, to PhDs, completely online. Still, uh, they were early days, early 2000s. People didn't, uh, you know, had flair of completely going online. But gradually, as we moved uh, further, and I, I switched jobs. Uh, I also worked for Indian B schools, including IMT Ghaziabad, IMI Delhi, and then Amity. Uh, uh, Online uh, Noida, where I was the vice president uh, partnerships, uh, forging partnerships with the international universities. So uh, during all this journey, my only aim was to actually ensure that people get into digitized education, digital uh, platforms. People should use technology-enabled education because that's where we are. We were the we the IT brains of the world come from India, and we were the laggards in terms of adapting technology in the education field. Education mm. is completely portable using technology, but then uh, people still uh, realized, including the corporates, if you had an online degree, you were considered as uh, one point or one ladder lower vis-a-vis somebody who has done an on-campus degree. Whereas overseas, Europe, US, both online and on-campus degrees are are given the same parity. In fact, online degrees are even tougher than the on-campus degree. Because if you see, it involves a lot of uh, you know time, energy, resources to do an online course. Very difficult simultaneously if you do it with along with the job. All that happened, and uh, you know, then uh, recently I, I went and switched on to uh, a completely different field, which was education technology. Because I started realizing that education technology is one aspect which all the higher education institutions in India, be it any university, college, uh, or or even schools, need to adapt. Because if you have first learning management platform, then it makes mm. life easy for the four key stakeholders of a typical education institution, which is the school management, the faculties, the students, and the parents, and all of them are interconnected with each other because all of them complement and supplement each other whilst a student goes through the learning journey in an education system. So it's very important for any education institution to adapt technology-enabled learning, and that's where. I, I currently am working. So I'm I'm currently working with this company called D2L, which is a Canadian multinational, which is into SaaS-based cloud native learning management platforms. And especially, uh, uh, I think all the all the listeners on the on the call must have realized this aspect that whilst uh, we, we we were undergoing situations in pandemic when we were forced to learn from home and even work from home, when nothing was available, we were not able to go out. This came to to rescue. So all these schools were online. All the colleges and universities were online. But what helped uh, students and institutions essentially, uh, uh, you know, were 
at these institutions who adapted a robust learning management system actually uh, were able to replicate the real life scenario in a typical university or an education system that's where you know uh, uh, students as also uh, the university managements started realizing that we ought to actually have a robust uh, learning management platform that could offer a easy content creation b uh, easy assessments online examinations uh, proctored online examinations uh, data analytics data uh, you know generated from uh, from all the examinations competency based education because now uh, i think all of you must be aware that government of india ugc and aict are now focusing on outcome based or competency based education it is only by adapting the digital learning management platform that you could ensure that you actually uh, are able to continue with the competency or outcome based education because it helps you link the competencies desired by ugc to the content which you are studying as also the examinations and assessment thereby you could actually see how your competencies are getting enhanced whilst you traverse the journey in the educational ecosystem artificial intelligence led tools help saas based availability of resources help educational institutions as also student to actually replicate the real life scenarios where, where they can interact uh, with the teachers interact with their, their you know uh, classmates and focus on individualized and personalized learning so that's what is revolutionizing the technology going forward so that's a little bit mm -hmm. about my journey uh, on the personal front uh, rishab uh, you know i have been also associated with a lot of philanthropic activities i am member of uh, you know and, and uh, a group called environmental and consumer protection uh, forum which is into environmental protection i'm also charter president of rotary club of delhi legacy so i do a lot of philanthropic activities i love writing and i love music so i'm a singer also so i'm part of couple of singing groups here in delhi ncr so uh, so we we do that also so that's a little bit about wow. my learning journey uh, of past three decades so right from selling televisions and and refrigerators to now actually uh, uh, promoting education uh, technology to learning institutions universities and also i am into career counseling so uh, that also is part of my my hobby actually so i counsel a lot of students engineering and management and medical students as they move forward in their journey that's a little bit about me well dr prem i think uh, that's awesome i think awesome is a lesser word if i were to say right uh, you you changed your field uh, you excelled i think you were ahead of the time in a way when nobody mm -hmm. saw education in a light uh, the way you looked at right and and right. you traveled across the globe so i think right. that is awesome so but but you made a very interesting point and i would uh, want to pick your brains on that dr prem mm -hmm. is the education when somebody pursues a degree uh, mm -hmm. from an online institute versus the one uh, when somebody does offline right mm -hmm. from campus mm -hmm. the, where indian uh, companies still uh, take it a uh, notch lower right so mm -hmm. how has the situation evolved do you see okay. things improving now or yeah. has it been largely been same see uh, things have evolved and changed the perspectives have changed especially post pandemic if you were talking and discussing this topic uh, two years back before pandemic the situation was absolutely different but actually organizations and companies used to give a lower rank ranking to somebody who has done a degree or a course or a certification completely online but today the scenario has changed and, and and companies have started appreciating the effort put in by students who have done the online courses number one number two also our, our regulators in the country both ugc aict nmc the medical uh, council 
has realized that they cannot now ignore or do away with technology-enabled education as a result of which recently UGC came out with a regulation that going forward, 40% of the education will happen in an online way and 60% in the uh, classroom mode or rather it will be a hybrid model of education or flipped classroom model. Uh, that has actually evolved into something else which means that uh, you know the degrees whether done completely online or completely offline carry the same weightage uh, you know uh, and also what has uh, simultaneously happened is that UGC uh, during pandemic I think in 2020 allowed uh, the top 100 universities of the country as uh, in terms of NIRF ranking to completely to go online without any approvals which has resulted hmm. into top universities of the country uh, like VIT, SRM, uh, DY, Patil, private, I'm talking about private universities, uh, a lot of them have gone completely online. So the hmm. online uh, courses or degrees or certifications that were erstwhile available uh, only on the campus are now made available through online modus operandi. And it is the same content and the same professors who used to teach uh, in the campuses because of pandemic are now teaching the same courses and content completely online thereby mm -hmm. making it absolutely reasonable and comfortable for both the faculties and students to do such kind of courses online and since these are institutions of repute top 100 universities and institutions their degrees or their certifications carry the same notch same value uh, as would uh, uh, you know a campus based course uh, carry so this has actually changed courtesy pandemic Wow, interesting, interesting. So, uh, Dr. Prem, you mentioned about learning management system, right? Right. So, right. so if you can talk a bit about uh, what is D2L and what are the services that it offers. Sure. Right? Uh, See, uh, a bit on that. Sure. So, D2L uh, formerly was called as Desire to Learn. Uh, this is a Canada headquartered company, which is into SaaS-based cloud-native learning management platforms. Now, what it does is that the entire campus experience which a student uh, uh, would interface when he goes to a, to a campus which includes teaching and learning. Teaching and learning involves content, content libraries, uh, the lectures by professors, assignments, assignments and assessments, final examinations and analysis and analytics of, of what you do in a campus. All that experience is available using a learning management uh, system by an institution. Uh, it's completely digitized. So what it helps is, what it does is that uh, gets the faculties and teachers to create content on the platform itself. So they have a PowerPoint presentation which normally they teach in classrooms or a word file or even a, a normal lecture. Everything can be recorded. And then that uh, content can be put online. It helps students to go through the, the syllabus or the content that a teacher teaches in advance sitting at home so that when the student actually goes to the classroom he or she can discuss the application of that learning in real life scenario you should, uh, he, uh, you know, the student can discuss various nuances which he or she can learn from the content that he has already seen while at home this is one the teachers can create the content with very uncomfortable ease without the help of any IT or technical person. They can just drag and drop the content from their laptop straight onto the platform. B, it helps immensely, uh, immensely in terms of giving the assignments and assessments. Now, 
while you are studying teachers give you uh, you know home assignments or short term assignments long term assignments it could be quizzes true false multiple choice questions all that variety uh, of templates are available on the learning management platform and teachers can use any of the template and completely disseminate the examinations online your teachers what they do is they use uh, selfie mode in their mobile uh, record a, a assignment and give that assignment to the these students students can also answer those assignment by recording uh, the answers on their mobile phone and submit completely online teachers can evaluate that assignment and automatic grading uh, can help them uh, start creating that uh, you know repository of grades there are a lot of award tools which means that if you have done some exceedingly well in various assignments it can give you award so there are levels so if you you achieve one level you can go to the next level get a better award third thing is it uses immense amount of artificial intelligence led tools that help you in the competency based education or outcome based education so what it does is that it actually relates the competencies to the content and assignments as a result of which each and every uh, competency uh, is tracked leading into personalized or individualized education because all of us are different all of our learning habits are different all of us are not on the same page so it uh you know focuses on individual capabilities and artificial intelligence led tool help you get more content or more attention in areas where you are weak and one of the most important thing is data analytics so an, a management institution or a university or an engineering college or a medical college can actually uh, have a birds eye view of what is happening inside the, uh, the institution how each and every class each and every batch each and every section is performing who are at risk students and what action it needs to be taken all that is in short completely digital so it helps you make your education very very portable so wherever you are just a class no problem go to the the uh, the learning management platform go to the class see the the, the recording to the lecture or the content taught by the professor suddenly if you, you you come across a difficult situation and you need to just just discuss that with your teacher or professor you can use various tools available on the learning management platform to interact with the professor and get the immediate answers you can talk to your colleagues your 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 uh, you know batchmates sort out different problems understand with each other so all that uh, is possible using a learning management platform and everything is tracked so that you know what each and every student is doing how much engaging that student is whether the student is out of the, the social uh, cordon created by uh, the learning management platform or or uh, or is he or she actually socializing intellectually and academically on the learning management platform this is what we do you know wow this is this is quite interesting dr prem and uh, so so uh, when you say the whole thing is run uh, from a from a way technology is changing right uh, okay. or has completely changed the industry in a way right yeah. and and learning management platforms like yours does does uh, make a difference right yeah. so uh, and we see these days there are so many edtech platforms right okay. so how is the competitive scenario uh, when you look at in india and how is d2l different there okay a good question uh, as in other fields this is also a very very confusing scenario in india there's a reason to it you know every there are many uh, you know learning man so called learning management services provided in the country and everyone calls them as a learning management system whereas, whereas there's a key difference between erp solutions and learning management platforms the plethora of erp solutions uh, which are available for these universities and institutions and what they do is uh, their administrative tool which help you in admission modules in, in hr modules in financial modules in lmni module and in the chain of services provided by erp solution there's a small piece of learning management uh, system which is essentially 
helps you uh, in terms of uh, assimilating or, or rather acts as a repository of content. So ready-made content rests there and students can access the ready-made content the way they would access a library. But essentially they are not a robust learning management or dynamic uh, manage, learning management system where these students and faculties can engage with each, each other in a very, very dynamic uh, situation. So if you have a problem, you can immediately ask, clarify, go on, move on, conduct examinations, conduct proctored examinations. Uh, LMSs use tools uh, you know, by integrating with the solution providers like Turnitin, which helps you in even plagiarism. So if you have cheated from a website, it also catches. So all those advanced features are available in a typical learning management system. The competitive scenario is very, very confusing because since everyone calls them as a learning management system, the first-time technology users or first-time, uh, you, you know, edtech users uh, from these institutions find it often difficult in making a comparison between the two, uh, uh, comparison between the typical ERP and, and an LMS. There, uh, you know, uh, we try to actually mitigate their doubts, uh, tell them the, the clear difference between the two, uh, learning management systems have immense amount of endless repository of content. So you can keep on adding content, whereas uh, these typical ERP solutions have limited bandwidth where they can uh, actually record or store limited amount of data. Now in India, uh, there are a lot of homegrown ERP slash LMS solutions which are based on Moodle, uh, you know, on-premise uh, capabilities. But when you talk about SaaS-based, cloud-based, today cloud-based has become all of a sudden very important with service providers like Amazon Web Services and Azure available in our country and in the Asian region. Suddenly, uh, LMSs of, of international uh, capabilities, with nuances, with features and functionalities that are unparalleled are now available in our country. So in the competitive space, your question, there are four leading international players in the, uh, in the LMS space. One is D2L, uh, the, the name of the platform is called Brightspace. The other one is Blackboard. Third one is Canvas and fourth is Moodle. These are four international players. The differentiation is that we have a local footstep, uh, footprint in India. We have uh, uh, our own employees uh, in various uh, towns of India. We work through a local uh, reseller partner who has six offices and 70 employees. So we are available to all the institutions in terms of any help, support, post-sales support, or any technical support that is required or hand-holding or training to faculty or, or students or parents, everything is available locally. Whereas the other three international uh, competitors have their uh, bases outside India, largely in US, and therefore because of time zone differences, they have issues. So that's the difference, uh, you know, in the local players versus four international players in the LMS space. Interesting. So essentially, this is, this is again, you're catering to a, B2B kind of a setup, if Absolutely. I am yes. to understand, right? This is, and this is B2B. B2B, and not the B2C like the yes. ones, the latest, the new startups which have come up, be it Baijus or Upgrad or, no, or no, various no. other uh, so, platforms. So these, these some uh, so, LMS of, 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 of a sort, you know, but the, the content is there. So Baijus would have a separate content from the various uh, institutions or Upgrad would have content. They would have that content on a vehicle which is called LMS, which could be any of hmm. these four for uh, service providers across the globe. Got it. Got it. Wow. I mean, education industry is itself so vast, you know, yeah. within within the tech domain itself. Right. <laughs> Interesting. So now, Dr. Prem, coming to the topic, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in the nutshell, if I were to ask you, mm -hmm. how is technology transforming education? You did touch base uh, a bit uh, in in the previous conversations. 
but if you were to just specifically talk about this that how are trends evolving in this uh, okay in this space so so essentially if you see uh, and i would say because of pandemic we we were forced into this scenario now what's happened happened in the education scenario especially in india uh, the education quality has changed number 1 number 2 we have now access to international and global education using technology which erstwhile was not possible because everyone could not afford going outside the country and and doing a graduation or a post graduation or even a small short term diploma or a certification or ms course technology has brought a large number of international and national reputed national players on the same uh, you know forum or same platform so in terms of revolutionizing the education now access to best quality education from best of the ivy league and even best of the indian institutions is now available at variety of cost brackets to indian students now that is only possible by offering digital platforms where students if they're doing uh, currently an engineering course or a management course or any other course can simultaneously enroll into these certification courses or even if they have completed their courses and they have started a job they can actually upgrade themselves using digital technology platforms and do various certification courses which are making them not only job ready but life ready so technology has revolutionized the entire education scenario a the students who have perhaps completed their btech right graduation but uh, and, and got into the jobs then then suddenly start realizing that they if they would have done a post graduation whether it is mtech or an mba program or even a certification program in project management or uh, machine learning or or maybe artificial intelligence then that would have added uh, to their career uh, you know you know prospects all these students or or, or people who are in job now can actually use technology to get admission into best of these courses uh, variety of courses and enhance their skills upskill them use these certifications to best of their use as they move forward in their careers that's the revolution we are seeing now uh, both the amongst the students as also amongst the, the the people who are on the jobs well interesting uh, dr prem so what you mentioned right uh, we are essentially moving from a degree based learnings to say skill based learning absolutely that's how things are evolving mm-hmm. so absolutely. where do you see this edtech industry going in next few years now see edtech industry has immense future at least in our country and there's a reason to it see our country has close to 1000 uh, universities and that number is growing because a large number of private groups are now entering into private university education and institutional education in all the fields be it engineering management medicine law arts and science numbers are increasing now with such a huge population uh, and growing population and everyone aspiring to acquire uh, you know degrees and certifications the physical classrooms the physical campuses cannot accommodate everyone and therefore with growing urge and need to educate themselves the best way is either to use hybrid education models or use completely online education models so that's where we are heading towards you know with hmm. the premium institutions in our country premium iits iims uh, even aims and and medical colleges and as also leading engineering colleges now are equally involved in opening directorate of uh, online education in their campuses 
where they are trying to digitize the same content which is taught in their campuses into the online model and they are trying to enroll large number of students completely online and they could be anywhere in the world they could be indians sitting in india or indians outside india or any other nationality to join these courses and make these institutions uh, accommodate large numbers uh, with the, the limited numbers of seats which ugc or our, our regulators allow them so that way if you see technology is helping to enroll and increase uh the the gross enrollment ratio into various uh, education and higher education courses so that's where we are heading to wow that that's uh, pretty interesting dr prem what you mentioned yeah. here because uh, you're right in, in a country like india teacher to student ratio is always going to be a challenge right you it can't is, have so many uh, uh, you know and considering the population and right. everything so, so what are the challenges that you see in this industry right now see one of the challenges is a uh since most of these 1000 uh, universities it's only 5 to 7% who are using lmss or know about lmss 90% plus of the higher uh, education institutions or universities don't know what an lmss is all about so a uh, one of the biggest challenges is change management and letting the faculties and senior management of the institutions adapt to technology and understand that this is the way education is heading towards because if you see the students who study in these institutions and colleges were born either in late 90s or early 2000s which means that they were born amidst technology they they know how to use mobile they know how to use technology technology is part of their lives and therefore if education is also imparted to them using technology and enhanced tools this is the best uh, possible solution so the institutions need in india a immense amount of uh, change management so that they understand and realize that this is the need of the hour and they have to adapt to it that's one challenge second our regulators are also heading towards this direction which is a fantastic move by indian government and therefore gradually uh, the adoption rate is little slow as of now but uh, having realized that now they cannot do away with the technology 40% education has to happen online way they are perforce now gradually adapting the technology the only thing is mindset change paradigm shift and change management these three things are required by these 1000 plus universities and institutions in our country to adapt technology and be at par or even better than uh, our counterparts elsewhere outside in the uh, uh, india you know so that's the the mm. ba- basic challenge number one the second challenge is that in india if you see all our education system uh, right from uh, post independence has been examination oriented so if you do any course or any any program in india it has to culminate by the final examinations and your scores in the final examinations is what you get what what actually uh, you know you know ranks you in the in the education system now that that has to mitigate now universities and education institutions are realizing that they have to have variety of assessment tools that they should use to assess a student and not just the final examination using those assessment tools becomes very very easy using a learning management platform which means that you could use Uh, you know, a large number of quizzes, short-term, uh, long-term quizzes, uh, interactivities, even online labs, to ensure that there are variety of ways you can assess a student using a platform. And of course, the final examinations, which is mandatory in our country by the regulators, can also be conducted completely or partially online using online proctoring tools and other systems. But that needs a paradigm shift, change of mindset, so that now. educational institutions are regulators students and parents 
actually are, are on the same page and and start realizing that this is also possible it's only the vehicle or the modus operandi that has changed not the 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 pattern of assessments that has changed so that realization or that change management is one of the challenges that we are facing the country is facing but then gradually uh, th that should should uh, you know evolve as move forward well interesting uh, perspective on that dr prem Uh, one of our listeners uh, named Rahul, and mm -hmm. he he's written a uh, question in the chat box, mm -hmm. and I'll read it out to you. Sure. Uh, and he says that he has a different perspective uh, when it comes to tech needs education. Mm -hmm. So he does believe that hundred percent is a step ahead, and revolutionary things have begun in the education space, and it will continue to do so. But mm -hmm. what do you think about the social angle? And do you think apart from All the advanced skill base. So I think Rahul, if you can elaborate this here, I can only read up to advanced skill base. After that, I can't read your question anymore. So if you are listening to us live, you can either become a speaker and pose your question, or else just type in the chat box because your question seems to be an interesting one. So in the meantime, Doctor, so, uh, so, maybe we can revisit uh, again once uh, Rahul puts another right, uh, right things in the chat box. No, no, but I so, think he, he has a, he has a, a, a perfect perspective in this. You know, what he's talking about is uh, this is definitely a hundred percent step ahead um, uh, into the education space. But what is happening is, and what will happen is, what I anticipate will happen is, uh, we are moving towards uh, a more of a hybrid education model where it's not hundred percent online. Neither it is hundred uh, percent offline or face to face. It has to be a combination, and that we have to adapt. Number one, number two, he is talking about social skills. See, we are all, uh, uh, you know, all the education system in our country, whether it is education system or college education uh, system, is actually, uh, you know, uh, moving us towards, you know, gaining certain skills, which are making us, uh, you know, uh, evolve. Uh, you know, from economy or socio-economic uh, uh, based, you, you know, uh, uh, community-ready individuals to college-ready individuals to job-ready individuals to life-ready individuals, and social uh, media or social communication is the essence of any online uh, education technology-based learning. And all the education technology-based or tech companies or LMSs focus on social skills, which is the essence of any learning, because. See, for example, uh, I'm giving you a, a relevant, um, you know, situation. In real life, when you come across any situation or any problem, the way you solve those problem or situations is that you talk to your colleagues, you talk to your family members, you talk to your bosses, you you go to internet, uh, uh, you you reference it, then come at a conclusion and solve your problem. Similarly, the assignments and assessments and the way. Uh, problems will get solved using technology. Will be similar way that that you do Google search, you identify uh, you know you know friends and communities to help you or social groups to help you solving an examination problem also. Such kind of skills are evolving. Number one, number two, what's important uh, and and uh, very critical in online education is interactivity. So if you're learning a particular topic or or even writing an assessment or an examination. it is absolutely critical for you to actually discuss the problem or the issue that you have academically with a your professors if they're not available with your colleagues who have a better understanding of the same topic now that requires 
essentially a very very uh, enhanced social communication which could be on the platform itself which could be outside the platform uh, also the idea is to ensure interactivity and then you get the the right perspective i'll quote another example here rahul i was doing an online course uh, a few years back uh, it was a management course and there were people from around 28 different countries who were attending the same course the examiner at the examiner you know put up a question asking all of us to describe three of our best bosses and three of our worst bosses that we have faced in our career and why and from that he was to identify various boss subordinate learning styles and that was such an interesting assignment because all of us interacted all of us gave descriptions of our three best bosses and three worst bosses and their their characters and qualities and how it helped us to grow or Uh, uh you know get uh, frustrated in our jobs and how uh, you know uh, we carried on and the professor then came out with 28 different types of learning uh, styles or job subord uh, boss subordinate styles out of that discussion such an interesting discussion so social skills absolutely absolutely are important in any kind of le- uh, learning management platform that's that's what i believe okay rahul i think has some something else uh, apart from advanced skills so so he was referring to uh, the traditional concept where you have yeah, yeah. Uh, again on the social side right where there is a connection happening there is a right. conversation interaction happening right so i think you covered that part uh, dr prem you know that also i add uh, here rahul uh, what happens is that if you use technology based pla- platform there are various threads discussion threads that are made available on the on the learning management platform so if there is a thread uh, there are a lot of people uh, who are contributing to that thread and then you also contribute and and in that process of interaction and contributions you learn a lot you gain a lot of knowledge because the learners and the contributors are from different backgrounds different age groups different concepts different attitudes and the way they see a problem or a question is different from from what you perceive a question and therefore their answers are also different so there's a lot of learning that happens because of the social interaction true true So, Doctor Prem, you you mentioned about the social interactivity part when it comes to online education, right? But what's your take on online examinations? Because you did touch base a bit on it, and you right. can elaborate that how right. how does LMS uh, helps in assessment as well? Sure. Now, what's happened is uh, during pandemic, I think most of these students uh, and examinations and all the examinations conducted by these universities have happened online. now there is a strong uh, way and and that has been now also recognized by by ugc and our regulators that completely or partially the the examinations and assessments can be done online now what's happening uh, happening is that there are uh, systems and third party solution providers available outside uh, who can be integrated into the learning management platforms that ensure that whilst you write your answers on your uh, on your computers there are proctoring softwares and plagiarism softwares that come into play so if there is an examination happening it will commence at the same time when it is happening in, in a face to face mode if it is a 3 hours examination you will have, you can download your question paper at the same time when your are given the question paper you start writing or typing out your answers these softwares are so advanced that they capture your neck movement and your eyeball movement so if there is a uh, frequent amount of neck or eyeball movement or there's lot of action uh, or images uh, behind you which the software catches they'll give you warning signals and three warning signals and you're off the examinations they ensure 
that uh, you know no cheating happens number one there are third party lockdown browsers also available which lock locks down your computer for the time when you are writing the examination so so that you cannot access assess any of the content which is saved in your laptop or uh, do the web search or if there is a prompting uh, close to you because you are supposed to to you know keep your camera and your speaker and the mic open the software catches any kind of uh, disruption that is happening during the the examinations and this has been excellent and and very successful way examinations are happening both completely online and completely offline also that's the way we are moving towards in fact ugc has come out with the with the, with the documentation for going online fully or partially and one of the the uh, the uh, the requirements of uh, ugc going forward would be that you have a proctoring software installed into your lms so that proctored examinations can happen and there's no scope of cheating if the examinations happen online all that is already in place the only issue is that as i mentioned earlier also change management and the institutions to adapt this technology going forward with both uh, the modus operandi is possible and this is going to help students who are not in one place so students in the rural areas uh, of the country or students mm. who are outside the country but want to write examination from indian university can use this technology enabled examinations and can write examinations from anywhere in the globe that's the beauty of of uh, using this this technology enhanced learning management platform you can write all sorts of assessments uh, all the gradings are automated so so once the teacher uh, evaluates the examination papers or uh, gradings can be inserted and everything will automatically get calculated and 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 the results can be prepared very fast whether the manual uh, calculation and preparing excel sheets and then collating them wow this is interesting uh, dr prem and the way technology is changing the whole stuff yeah, <laughs> now there is another listener yeah yeah another listener ayush uh, mm-hmm. and he's uh, put in a question in the chat box as well mm-hmm. and is saying that there's a lot of conversations uh, in the last few years about the course and the curriculum that needs to be changed right so do so don't you think that something has to be taken care of very urgently students are still learning about the ideas and frameworks that were designed many many years ago absolutely right bingo i think he is right he is right our, our contents our curriculums our syllabus uh, you know has not been revised uh, since ages but at the same time i think uh, the new education policy the nep 2020 talks about uh, it in a in a revolutionary manner the new education policy which is now shortly going to be implemented in all the educational institutions are talking about creation of content new content creation of live content so what learning management uh, platforms do is that uh, the the standard content uh, erstwhile taught by teachers in classroom was actually mundane uh, standard regular powerpoint based lectures that the teachers used to give about the syllabi using learning management platforms what teachers can now do is integrate a large number of internet based nuances into the existing content so so for example if a teacher is teaching robotics in the class or maybe astrophysics in the class or or biology in the class what a teacher can do is that when they pick up a topic they can actually complement and supplement that topic with a relevant youtube video or maybe a research that has come out in that area or maybe something some internet based uh, uh, video or or content or pictures can be loaded into the existing content which already rests on the learning management platform thereby enriching it so you are right that may, the basic 
content has not yet been revised over the ages but nuances choosing technology can actually make it more lively more interactive more engaging more interesting so if you are reading something and suddenly there's a, a youtube video that pops up explaining that the that concept in a better audio visual uh, way or maybe a lecture or maybe a small snippet by a professor from uh, from harvard or stanford uh, explaining you that concept in a, in a different perspective can actually be added to the existing content your depth of that uh, topic the knowledge of that topic becomes more enhanced and more comprehensive whether we studying the regular stuff from a book or from the the ready made content available on a platform that's how uh, uh, you know gradually our professors and teachers are adapting the lmss to make it more interesting and more relevant and that's how i also foresee it is it will take a little while because all of a sudden pandemic broke on our head suddenly mm. teachers who used to teach they used to be sage on the stage now converted to guide by the side suddenly this change was not acceptable to everyone it will take a while it will take a lot of training a lot of mindset change paradigm shift but once this gets adapted by the faculties and the institution management i think then it will be a smooth ride so more better content even if it is it is existing syllabi but enriched with additional content will give students a better perspective of the same topic and better learning and understanding of the topic But, but Dr. Prem, uh, you did uh, speak about the new education policy, which is right. in the right direction, right? Right. But what's your take when it comes, or uh, how do you think will it be implemented? Because exec- execution is the key, right? Right. Right. On paper, it's a fantastic one, but what right. about the execution? Okay. So, so what's happening is that uh, you know, our regulators, UGC, Ministry of Education, they also understand this challenge, uh, which is a very big challenge because. as i mentioned earlier change management is what is in need of the hour to even accept the new education policy and bring it in reality and implement it implementation is the key challenge and that can be solved by proper training and i also emphasize to all my my clients and all my all the university vice chancellors and heads of the institutions when i meet them that what is very important is to ensure proper training so using learning management system it's very very easy for the young generation these students because they they know technology they 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 are on mobile phones they are on techno- using technology even to order pizzas and and booking uh, uh, you know cinema tickets or booking their travel they using technology uh, frequently but the elder generation who are teaching in the in the classrooms in these universities they have some challenges in adapting to technology or technology based teaching as a result of which for this to actually take real shape it's very important uh, for universities as also the regulators and government to actually start training uh, our faculties uh, and administrators in using the system because what it does is that it helps teachers create co-create the content teachers can using a learning management system can actually add delete modify substitute replace manipulate the content the way they like making it more engaging and learning they should know how to do that they should be practicing it using assessment tools creating video assignments creating variety of other assignments they should know how to use it on the system on the platform assessment of the submitted assignments is another other challenge and how to use grading books to ensure that whatever assignments they are grading are also you know taken into account in terms of uh, completing the entire grades all that uh, analyzing and studying the data analytics available on the platform all that stuff the teachers need to understand and bring it in practice and that could only happen 
once they're properly trained, constantly trained, that they can retool, re-evaluate uh, themselves and bring this into practice. So that they are able to comfortably use technology on their mobile phones or tabs or, or laptops. And then go ahead, uh, making this. That will take a little while. Mm. Change management is the key. Training is the key. That has to happen. I mean, there's no, no other way. There's no other solution. One, mm-hmm. one, one more thing which I, I just recall, few of the private universities, what they did was, uh, did was that when senior professors who still had issues in adapting technology, they kept some teacher assistants who were, uh, you know, some senior students of the same university who used to assist their professors in their idle time, one hour, one and a half hour. And they used to assist their senior professors in using technology-enhanced tools onto their laptops, desktops, and mobiles so that they, they, they could easily create the content and create assessments and assignments. This is also one of the ways where gradually when teachers see the benefits of technology in their lives, currently teachers are involved in a lot of mundane activities, preparing Excel sheets, calculating, publishing. A lot of time is wasted in, in administrative tools, whereas these teachers should be, should be using the time in real teaching and learning. So they need to be taught, trained, and how to use that time in teaching and learning rather than wasting that time in mundane activities, which could uh, technology can easily take care of. So that's what is required, actually. True, true, true. So, so Dr. Prem, uh, what you mentioned, right, where, where the learning is important even at the teacher level, right? So, so can you share a few instances, basis your conversation with principals, chancellors, mm-hmm. and the, of the government officials yeah. about the transformation that is likely to take place? Okay. Now, there are two ways the transformation could take place, as I mentioned earlier also. One is, is, is actually a practical use uh, of technology in day-to-day activities. And gradually, uh, that's what is happening. So what normally we do, uh, so when, when we introduce a technology-enabled platform in any institution, we start with training the, uh, the, uh, the administrator, number one. Identify a group of teachers or faculties who are little tech-savvy who are little advanced in adapting technology, who are using technology platform in some way or the other and they find it very, very comfortable. Identify that group, train that group in actually elaborate using of their technology, give them access to demo sites so that they can actually go into the sites, practice uh, various features, use them, uh, try them out, find out the problems, discuss with us, we solve those problems so that they become uh, pro or, or experts. And then uh, uh, we use these teachers or group of professors uh, to teach the teaching teachers. So so what they do is that they uh, actually go around meeting other uh, professors who are not that tech-savvy and start telling them and discussing with them the advantages of using technology and how it has saved them a lot of time and energy, uh, you know, in terms of um, uh, creating those assessments, creating uh, those, you know, lengthy details, all that is discussed. So, so train the trainers is the modus operandi which the regulators also need to follow in government universities and institutions as also private institutions. So that's the way it happens. So once mm-hmm. four or five teachers in the institution completely use technology, they're happy using it, they can showcase uh, the advantages of using technology to their colleagues, that's how it gets adapted. That'll take a little while, but gradually this will uh, happen. The reason, main reason is that these students are tech savvy. So you have to match their pace. 
if if you you you're running in uh, Maruti 800 and your students are running in Audi, I mean you have to match the pace. I mean there's no way you you could match the pace until unless you also understand their language and vice versa. That's that's the way it has it has to happen. True. You know. Absolutely, absolutely. So Rahul has uh, posted a question which uh, I think you've covered in a way where he's asking that what are the two bugging problems in the industry when technology meets education? So I think. You mentioned change management, right? right. I mean, that right. is uh, possibly the reluctance to change is uh, appearing to be the bigger problem than <laughs> the technology Absolutely. itself. Absolutely. See, uh, it happens. You know, hmm. I recall those days, 30 years back, when we, we used to have, uh, listen to music on a tape recorder with hard push buttons on tape recorders and then gradually, uh, you know, it moved to CD players and remote controlled audio systems, then to feather touch then now you can just, just uh, spell out the song which you want to listen to the music system and it automatically plays technology. That's how transformation takes uh, in every, every industry, in every aspect. And same is, is education. So one of the, 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 the two challenging problems, Rahul, one of course is, is, as I mentioned, is change management. And change management in the perceptions of uh, the educational institution's senior management, which includes vice-chancellors and chancellors and owners. They have to understand that they cannot do away with technology anymore. And second, of course, is uh, um, uh, and also that includes the teachers and professors who are seniors, and they have to now also understand that this is they cannot do away with without technology anymore. The second uh, challenge, which I also foresee, is uh, the the glaring gap between the academia and the industry. You know, in the beginning of the conversation, we spoke about uh, the parity between online education and parity between the online education and the and the campus-based uh, physical face-to-face -face education. The industry has to realize the, uh, that the students who study online actually is more tough than the students who actually do uh, on-campus studies because online education, uh, you are perpetually under the eye of a camera. So when you enter a bank, uh, you are perpetually under the eye of a camera, so every action is recorded. Similarly, when you are into online education, each and every action on the platform is recorded for how many hours, how many minutes you were on the on the platform, what you have studied, how much you have studied, what is your score in every subject, even topic and subtopic is, is captured. So perpetually under the lens uh, whilst you are studying online, which is that that means it is more tough than studying on campus. And therefore, industry needs to understand that online education and on campus education are at par, number one, and therefore the same uh, importance or relevance or uh, you know uh, pay parity has to be given to students who have studied through any of these medias or even in the hybrid media. So that gap will also take a little bit more, more time to mitigate but that is very very important and critical so that students in whatever way possible online or offline or, or a hybrid mode can actually acquire additional certification courses or additional courses from international or national universities and enhance their education, which eventually is going to help them when they actually uh, get into jobs. So, so that's what what's going to happen. So these are two challenges: change management and industry academia gap in terms of uh, acceptance of uh, online education or hybrid mode of education. That's what I feel. Interesting. So, uh, Dr. Prem, uh, I had requested for one hour of your time, and sure. we are almost uh, there. But I think there are a couple of more questions sure, that are there in the and please. Yeah, with your permission, I'd like no, to take Please, it. please, absolutely, yes. So, great. So, Anup, uh, uh, the other listener has asked here that, do you have a reference educational model that you think 
fits the right glove in something that the indian can you, can you come back uh, there was a disruption can you come back on the question so anup is asking sir do you have a reference educational model that you think fits the right glove and is something indian government should incorporate okay see uh, uh, what the indian government has done is uh, if you actually uh, read the tenets of uh, the new education policy uh the the focusing on hybrid model of education or hybrid mode of education uh, which is the right way to go about because what's happening is that large number of students are getting employed by multinational companies uh, many students actually acquired jobs outside the country and vice versa the government is gradually realizing that the kind of jobs that are made available to students either within our country or internationally need parity in terms of education qualification so what government needs to do is to actually uh, evaluate how education gets disseminated elsewhere outside the country bring it at at par and good thing about the new education policy is it, it is talking about credit based systems so say if you have done uh, a one credit course say for around 30 hours whether online or in class you are given one credit now credit based system helps you take admission into international universities because what they realize is to take admission into a particular course which is which could be an executive education course or a diploma course or a masters course you need to have so many credits those credits mm-hmm. are transferable so you can actually take lateral entry into variety of courses in variety of universities in india or overseas so that is very important and critical to get that implemented so that we move from marks based education to credit based education where we acquire and those credits and use those credits anywhere we want so even after we have joined jobs in 10 years down the line we start realizing that i need to acquire some additional qualifications that masters or anything else i can use the credits obtained during my studies at the graduation level and use those credits to take admission into variety of courses available at that time which are contemporary so that uh, system needs to be implemented or for that matter i am posted in south of india and suddenly i get transferred to north india and and then there there's an opportunity uh, to join a course there again uh, transfer of credit based system helps me take admission into any of these colleges throughout the country wherever they are located and if those courses are made available online that that helps me in the portability of education so portability and credit based education are the two aspects which are also part of the new education policies but it has to be implemented in letter and spirit immediately asap given the, the current uh, challenging times we are going through hmm hmm interesting uh, dr prem so another listener aditya uh, he's also written a question in the chat box and he's mm-hmm. asking while these new age lms platforms have the modern learning techniques that indian ecosystem required Mm-hmm. they are aware of certain uh, ed tech companies who have grown phenomenally and they are whitewashing techniques where learning is not a certain objective right they are mm-hmm. going after profitability in a way right so how do you think should parents be educated enough to make rational decisions see uh, lms is uh, essentially as you mentioned earlier in, in your discussion is, is a b2b business it's not b2c yeah. parents involvement or students involvement in terms of identifying the the appropriate uh, learning management system is no way uh, there i mean so that no, uh, so dr prem dr yeah. prem i think uh, aditya is referring to the edtech platforms here yeah. uh, not not uh, the system per se uh-huh. right because because there are edtech platforms who are running after profitability in a way 
okay. where and they are charging humongous amount of money. So right. their objective is to enroll uh, people into their platforms, uh, into their uh, courses and all. Mm -hmm. So maybe uh, I think he's thinking more on those lines. So how do you think see, parents should trade this path? See, um, uh, parents or students are not paying for the platform directly. They're paying to the, uh, the institution which is running these courses on these platforms, number one. Number two, you're right that some of the platforms are making money out of this. But for the institutions and to parents to understand the right platform, a technology-enabled platform is the one which is not only cost-effective but also gives value for the money invested. For example, I'll just give you an example of D2L. Uh, the cost of our platform uh, is equal to two uh, cost of two ice creams per month, roughly 100 rupees a month, which is absolutely affordable by any of the parents or students. Now, you, may, you need to make this very, very affordable to the institutions because we are not offering this platform directly to the students. We are offering this to institutions who then load their courses and content on this platform and then make it available to the students. What they do is that, whereas we charge them uh, amount like 100 rupees a month, they would charge 500 rupees or 1000 rupees from the students, which is wrong. So that uh, needs to be, be ensured by the institutions and there's a role that the institutions and their management needs to play in terms of uh, you know, uh, facilitating and making the technology platform accessible and available to everyone. When I, when I said accessible, uh, we also have features which are for differently able people uh, to use the platform that, that are also available on the platform. So the idea is to make it available to everyone uh, in our learning ecosystem and not make profit out of it. So that's the the, the, the question that the educational institutions and their owners need to ponder over to actually ensure that technology is made available, available to everyone. Once it is made available to everyone, they also benefit, we also benefit, students and parents also benefit. Interesting, Dr. Payne. So before you leave, one last question, sure. uh, Doctor. Is, since students are listening us live right now, Mm -hmm. Can you talk about education as a career option for students? Right? Because there so much jobs which are available sure. uh, also with respect to the startups in the sector. Right. See, uh, education all of a sudden, I think in the past decade, has emerged as a new career option. Uh, and it has multiple uh, you know, areas uh, for almost everyone. Uh, if you're a plain graduate uh, to an engineering or IT uh, engineer, uh, you, you have options in education for anyone and everyone. Now, it has, uh, since, since we all know that every institution in India has to perforce adapt to technology platforms, it becomes an exciting career option. And career <clears throat> in the field of uh, content creation, that's very important. So what's happening is that most of the institutions in India, the, the content is available in the form of Word documents, Word files or PDFs or, or, or PowerPoint presentations. Suddenly, when the institutions start adopting learning management platforms, they have to be in a, in a very, very sophisticated format and, and a unified format. So some teacher is using a different uh, white-colored background, some teacher is using red background, uh, they're using different font sizes, different content, all that needs to be placed in a very, very presentable manner. So there are job opportunities available for students in the content writing uh, space where they assimilate the content from all the, the, the sources, uh, whether available in, in written form or verbal form or from the professors, assimilate all that and create content. So, so content creation services is, is a very, very interesting uh, field. There are jobs, uh, you know, uh, available out in the market for content building, content creation.
there are jobs available uh, for even translators because today lmss are available in lot of uh, regional and international language for for example our, our learning management platform is available in variety of international languages including french japanese uh, latin uh, latin and a variety of languages are available uh, good uh, I'll, i'll be happy to uh, to let you know that we are now launching our learning management platform in hindi uh, from march onwards so translation job content writing content creation uh is one area where you can find job opportunities number one number two if you are techie if you you are from it field and if you have uh, you, you know experience in saas based and cloud based uh, learning platforms or technologies you can be uh, a technical advisor uh, in terms of uh, running these the learning management platforms and assisting institutions to come on that uh, platform comfortably third is Uh, uh this this industry has immense requirement of solutions engineering or solutioning so if you are a technical person knows uh, something about learning management platforms you could be a solutioning per- persons what solutioning person does is when they go to universities and institutions they understand the entire existing ecosystem of that university how teaching and learning is happening what kind of limited digital assets that they have how they are currently teaching what is the modus operandi understand that after they understand it they provide the solution in terms of features and functionalities that will be relevant to that institution for example if you're talking to a medical college medical top college is now moving from regular education to a competency based medical education which requires every mbbs student to maintain e log books so if you understand that requirement you can offer the solution from the kitty of learning management features and functionalities and give it relevantly to that institution so that's the solutioning job which is now coming up another big great uh, you know area is sales job uh, in education technology every institution in india right from kindergarten schools preschools to k to 12 schools to higher education institutions colleges nursing medical engineering management law arts science catering hospitality everything law uh, everyone needs a learning management platform so you could sell learning management platforms to these institutions you need to be very good sales person so that you are able to a identify the specific requirements of those institutions and are, are able to plug in your solution comfortably to these institutions and sell it to them the sales job is become very very important most of the companies local startups and international companies are hiring uh, you know students uh, for the job of sales person And at various levels, starting uh, uh, career level, executive level, to manager level, to even senior management level, managing countries and and geographies altogether. Another important area, uh, which is basically post sales support uh, area. Post sales support area has two functions. One is technical and one is training. Technical function again, if you are an IT engineer or a technical person, you can take up the job of implementation services. So implementation services of learning management platforms at various institutions is another job area which is very very interesting which uh, which is essentially understanding what kind of technology they they currently are what are the requirements to the need a proctoring solution to the need a plagiarism software can this be integrated into into the existing solution and and and, and implement that personally and physically there our two of the implementation services is, is training and as i mentioned earlier part of change management and adaptation uh, uh, of any learning management platform is immense amount of training training to the administrators training to the teachers and faculties as also some of the students 
and the, 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 the key top management of those universities. So you could be trainers, training uh, the learning management technology uh, uh, to the institutions and people at large. So there are a large number of institutions who are running courses can actually hire our services to train uh, the, the, the teaching fraternity in the country or in that town uh, in terms of adapting the learning management platforms. So right from creation of content to, uh, to you know, sales, to uh, implementation services, to support services, to training, there are a large number of jobs that have come forth in this area and therefore this is becoming the hot kick uh, you know, in terms of job opportunities that are available in the IT or real estate sectors. So, so I think uh, the, the game is on and you need to be, be there and it is very, very rewarding also uh, in, in this industry because it's post-technical and education and you feel that you're contributing to society because if you are engaging into adaption of learning management platforms by these institutions, you're being, doing a yeoman's job in terms of bringing technology to your fellow citizens, fellow countrymen and bringing them at par with the international fraternity. That's very important. So to feel that satisfaction. I think, uh, Dr. Prem, it was uh, superb. I think uh, there are so, so many, so many jobs and I'm sure uh, students who listen to you live uh, had to take so many insights from you, right, during the conversation. Absolutely. And even with respect to the jobs being made available in this sector, because uh, earlier education was just considered as a teaching kind of a profession, right? Correct. But right. there are so many nuances to it now, which were not there. Uh, so technology has completely revolutionized uh, education on, on part of it. Absolutely. So, oh, there's one more, one more listener, uh, Archel, uh, who is sure. asking that you would look forward to a part two of this conversation sometime later. No, no, absolutely. Sure. I'll tell you why it's interesting because, you know, we're talking just about India. But uh, I, I look at it from the Asia perspective. You see, uh, mm. uh, from the, the global perspective, I would see uh, the US and Europe uh, and to a certain extent Middle East, Australia and New Zealand and China, Korea as developed markets where they've been using learning management platforms uh, immensely well. They are developed markets, they understand technology. But the rest of the world, you talk about African market, you talk about Asia, all the SAC countries including India and the rest of Asia. We are still in the stage of adapting technology. And therefore the job opportunities in these geographies are tremendous. Uh, also, you know, World Bank and ABB Bank, they are funding a large number of governments and semi-government uh, projects uh, in terms of digitalizing the education platform. So, for example, uh, you know, I also take care of uh, Bangladesh market, Sri Lankan market, and many other markets internationally. They, they are way behind us. I mean, we, we still uh, use technology quite well. Our students are tech savvy. Our professors are getting tech savvy. Uh, we are adapting technology in our new education policy. All that is, is happening. But in these countries, they, they are way behind. And one of the reasons is that uh, they don't have funds, at least for education or digitizing uh, the education. Their governments are in touch with World Bank and World Bank is giving them grants uh, through various embassies uh, coming into play. And these grants are now made available to government universities and public universities to go partially or fully online. And mm -hmm. that is happening in those countries. Similarly, in our own country, there are a large number of projects which are getting funded by, by World Bank and the likes and various other uh, government and semi-government and NGOs because they also are working towards the digitizing efforts because digitalization effort is largely available in metro and mini metro towns. But when you talk about small towns in our country, villages, rural areas, tehsils, still there's a lot, lot to be done. 
and therefore a large number of uh, NGOs are also bringing in funding from overseas to ensure that digitization happens. So there's another uh, stream of opportunity in these countries as also in our country in the smaller places where you could work with these NGOs and get remunerated uh, substantially well uh, to bring digital education to the doorstep of all the people uh, in rural areas and, and uh, you know, uh, B-class, C-class, D-class towns, small towns because everyone courtesy internet and mobile education is now connected in our country. Even if you go to rural area, people are using smartphones today. Android, iPhone, they are, they are available, technology is available. They have access to internet and once internet is available, everything is possible. So there are a lot of opportunities uh, which, which you can explore. Uh, even large number of entrepreneurs are getting into rural or semi-rural markets with uh, edtech and trying mm -hmm. to actually offer these courses. Another industry which I forgot to mention is coaching industry, which is huge in our country, you know. For mm. example, after 10th or 12th, 12th, when you prepare for your engineering entrance examinations, the medical engineering uh, examinations and post-graduation, you, you um, uh, appear for law entrance, management entrance, civil services, all those examinations. There's a huge, uh, you know, uh, coaching industry, which is very, very important in our country. Coaching industry erstwhile pre-COVID used to be face-to-face -face industry where you used to go to the coaching institutes and get, and, and get, get, get that uh, training. Now, uh, post-COVID and during COVID, this has turned 75 to 80% completely online. And there are advantages students have realized uh, going to these coaching institutions completely online because the way content is now made available through these coaching institutes be the kind of interaction they have amongst them, the, 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 the fellow students, as also with the faculties, is immense. Learning is immense. Practice tests, assessments, they are perpetually available. You can take it midnight. You can take it anytime you want. All those facilities are available. So that's a, also a huge industry which is growing very, very fast, unimaginable pace using edtech. And there are immense wow. amount of opportunities in that sector also. Well, I think, uh, hello, Dr. Yeah, Prem? Yeah, yeah, I'm there, I'm there. Okay, I, I lost you in a bit. Yeah. So, so I think, uh, well, people are eagerly waiting for round two of this conversation. Uh, sure. Maybe we could, could schedule it sometime later. But I must tell you, uh, Dr. Prem, it was lovely having you here on backstage. It was a great conversation. Never realized when this time went past. Right? And it, it is such a pleasure to host you on backstage. And it was completely my pleasure to be with you and all your audiences. Yes, uh, I'm available um, on LinkedIn. Uh, uh, you can write any questions, any any advice, uh, anytime. Uh, 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 Rishabh, uh, if you want, you can share my uh, credentials uh, uh, with all the listeners and they can write to me anytime. I'll be most happy to answer them whenever possible and feasible. Technology brings all of us together. I mean, we are, we are connected perpetually. And therefore, you know, if you have any question, concern, please feel free to write to me anytime and I'll be, be happy to answer you, if not immediately, uh, in the next possible uh, you know, time frame available. So, that will be great. Wow. In fact, uh, so I'll also text your email ID, uh, Dr. Pay, on the sure. chat box so people can uh, reach out to you later as well. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I'm just doing this. So I think uh, what, I, what I contemplate is the round two 
uh, of this conversation can can actually focus on a specific uh, career opportunities uh, for the students not only in the edtech space but using education technology uh, related courses to get uh, and excel in their respective fields in whichever field they are whether civil engineering or or uh, financial management or medical anywhere the idea is uh, use uh, technology to progress in your respective careers whichever way possible because that is the best time today is the best time available to all of us we we have time we we uh, still most of us are working from home uh, learning from home this is the best time to acquire those additional skills and be future ready i mean that's the mantra yeah. what i feel true 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 no that would be wonderful dr pim and uh, uh, you know we look forward to that as well and uh, to all the listeners i have uh, placed the email id of dr pim on the chat box you could reach out to him uh, as well and again dr pim thank you very much for your time it was lovely having you here on backstage and thank, thank you to you. all the listeners as well thank you everyone that was a pleasure speaking to all of you and uh, let's be connected in future also right thank you thank you dr pim thank you bye bye bye